0: The Severe MMA Podcast Premium with Sean Sheehan and Graham McDonald. What is up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Sean Sheehan Answers Everything following episode 197 of The Severe MMA. MMA podcast this podcast is usually patreon only podcast but this week we're gonna make it free because uh, patreon was down and we did the podcast a little bit early so it was late getting in questions so we didn't have that many uh, on the podcast and I'm gonna answer them all here we actually got a few in late so we have plenty of questions here uh, anyway uh, if you're listening to this on the severe MMA feed uh, please sign up for patreon patreon.com forward slash severe mma podcast and you can get uh, this podcast every week it's here every week we'd like to rewatch it here every week and Loads of more podcasts as well ask any of the lads who are signed up for patreon they'll tell you uh, it's really great so um get in your questions as well all week they'll either be answered here or on the main podcast you can tweet at severe pod you can text us in uh to the number is 87 3644602, or you can put them over here on patreon instagram as well severe Meh podcast over there we all always have a post up there and uh, we answer those questions either here or on the podcast as well all right let's get straight into it here um First question from Dalton Stickney over on Patreon. By the end of 2019, do we have a 165-pound division in the UFC? Now, there's two ways of looking at this. You can look at it as if Dana White said there won't be. So there probably won't be, but then Dan White said there won't be, so there probably will be. <laughs> so uh, you could take what that with a pinch of salt sometimes, but you know, sometimes he he's right too. I'd say there probably will be. You know, that all been Askren promo that he got the last day about Habib and all everything like that. Connor McGregor seems to want it. Habib would love it, I'd say. I think he'd like to fight at, at that division. He's a little bit too big for 155. He struggles to get down there, probably a little bit too small for 170. So I think I think there probably will be. If I had to predict I'd say um I'd say there will be, but you know time will tell I suppose. But I, I think it's needed. You know the, uh, divisions in MMA can only be made for where the talent is at that moment. I think like if there's enough talent, there should be a cruiserweight division. If there's enough talent, there should be a hundred and fifteen pound division. If there's enough talent, there should be you know a cruiserweight division and uh, you know another division between that and heavyweight. There's too much of a gap there. Like there's there's lots of gaps between you know welterweight and and middleweight as well. But the talent isn't there in all those places. So it's pointless having divisions. But between lightweight and welterweight, there's huge talent there. You could easily have a division there and not weaken the other two divisions that much. You're going to weaken them a small bit. Obviously, you're taking good talent from them. But you're not going to weaken them that much. There's well enough talent there. So I think it makes pretty loads of sense. 165, though, is my issue. If you're, if you're doing that... You're probably gonna have to change uh, welterweight to 175, which I'm not sure you know is the smartest decision either. I think you you get 163 pound division. I think that makes more sense. Get it? Okay, 162 and a half maybe, but 163 I think is is fair. Get it in there uh, and let's uh, let's have that division. Um, Shane M on Patreon, surely Bellator will announce a TV deal at the ho- at that presser this week. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? But with Bellator, you you'd never know. Look, just. The problem with Bellator is if they announce a TV deal and it's not every card, it's pointless. It's it's Well, it's not pointless because we want to see the the Bama cards that they're going to be putting on over here, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with them as well, but we've already seen the Bama card. like, And, you know, I'm sure those cards are going to be good for, you know, for the local people, people who want to watch, uh, you know, the local fights and the, the local fighters themselves. They're going to be on TV, but people need to watch all the fights. Like... Um, Patricky e. Pitbull is fighting this week against Ryan Scope. Sure, most of the people going to that fight have probably never even seen Patricky e. Pitbull fighting. Like, that's the issue here. Like, imagine one of the Irish fighters, I don't know, James Cavanaugh or, uh, you know, uh, Kiefer Crosby or Peter Queeley or someone like that, or, you know, Paul Redmond or Norman Park or something like that, ends up fighting for a number one contender match or a title match or something, and you know. How are we gonna know these lads? You know, okay, I might know them and I like I don't even know all of them because it's impossible to watch them. It's impossible to watch them grow because we can't see them on television. Like that's going to be a big issue. Like, what if James Gallagher fights someone in, you know, an AJ McKee or someone like that in a main event for a title or something like that? If if all goes well for both lads and it's on in Ireland, sure, the people in Ireland won't have a clue who AJ McKee, McKee is because they can never see him fight. So that's the biggest issue. That is the huge issue with them. So it's all well and good having just a TV deal for the, the local fights but it's not enough. It's 100% not enough. Hopefully they get that and hopefully they get all of it but if they just get that it's just simply not enough. Uh, we've raft the questions in here from Sean Dini. Fair play to me. He saw we didn't have many questions so I'll, I'll run through these. Uh, Norman Park... Has his contract cancelled with Bellator due to not being granted US visa? Could they not have him on European card series and said, Has he? Does that happen? Did that happen? I'm sure they, they would. I think they've done that before. They actually have um, your man, uh, what's his name? Got it. Can't give his name on the Bellator card. I don't think he can get um, uh, a visa in America or he can't anymore, I, I don't think. And I think oh, I could be 100% wrong there, but never mind. But I'm sure they would. But it's difficult with Norman Park. He takes fights and in kind of you know, he, he gets injured a lot, and then he goes and moves to different organizations, it's hard to know what Norman Park is actually doing next uh, time, so, you know, it's, it's hard to criticize Bellator for that one, I'm sure they would if, if he wanted that, Um with a potential Chris Fields title shot in Cage Warriors, James Webb getting a title shot, and an up-and-coming Ian Gary, can SBG Swords take over Cage Warriors, yeah, Dylan Duke is in Cage Warriors as well, and he's he's with them now, I think, so yeah, SBG um, Swords seems to be doing very well, Chris Fields is a gem, they look like a really, really good gym. Uh, James Webb is looking good. Ian Gary, the, this, guy is, this guy is next level, I think. The, this guy is going to be one of, the, one of the best fighters in Ireland pretty soon, I think. He's making his pro debut in Cork in, uh, at Cage Legacy on, I believe it's April 13th. So if anyone's around the Munster area, go and check that out. That's a very good card. And Ian Gary looks like a top, top fighter. But yeah, that gym is doing very well. Chris Fields looks like a top-class coach as well. And excited to see uh, how they progress over the next couple of years. Uh, will Phil DeVries size be too much for Narcoon? Yeah, the KSW, it's a, a super fight. So that should be pretty good. Yeah, Phil DeVries is a guy who's improved an awful lot as well. You know, he was in the in the UFC maybe not the best fighter in the world, but he's doing good things over in uh, over in KSW. And yeah, that should, be a, that should be a good fight as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, have Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard finally settled in the matchmaking department after a shaky start in the post-Joe Silva era? No, I don't think so. I, st- I still think they're... They're having problems. You know, even a couple of weeks ago, we were talking on the podcast about the, the matchmaking is a little bit odd, uh, a little bit disjointed. But, I'm sh- look, hopefully they will. Uh, Sean Shelby's there long enough now and he should be able to take over. But Joe Silva was just so good. He was so amazing at that job. He, like, you rarely saw anything wrong. Like, uh, matchmaking is a tough job. And, you know, I give all the, all the praise in the world to like, guys like, you know, Jude Samuel who are very lucky to have to be running that Bama series or the, the local series that they have. And, um, uh, you know ian as well over in um over in cage wires does does a, a fantastic job so you know it's it, it's a tough job but in the osc it's even a tougher job but i don't know at the moment there no one can live up to what um to what joe Silva did in fairness so it's going to be tough i think uh how important is from sean egan how important are the imafs new point scoring system for amateur will it have a big impact on the bigger gyms dominating european and world i don't even know what that is so uh let me know <laughs> let me know i didn't get a press release or anything about that new point system um i'll talk about that next week i'll look it up and talk about it next week yeah. next week uh if uh if i can find it uh if fighter is stopped weight cutting by a doctor for their kidneys hurting should they be pulled from the fight uh sarah frota at ufc fortaleza being the most recent yeah i think that they probably should if if they, you have to be stopped weight cutting because you're in too bad a shape i don't think you should be fighting the next day to be honest and you everyone knows how much i hate weight cutting at this stage but yeah i think that's very very dodgy i don't think there should be you know there should be unnecessary fights going on after someone is badly badly sickened or, or fucked up from weight cutting the day before i just don't think it should be i think you should always be uh be safety first uh, does wiki uh, does ufc 234 have the most amount of people with no Wikipedia pages? uh <laughs> let me have a look here it's just on the wikipedia view see 234 let me look here okay so on the main card there is the top two have all wikipedia pages then ricky simon doesn't montana de la rosa doesn't jimmy crew doesn't uh then one two three four lads on the prelims don't and then one two three four five lads on the early prelims don't uh no i think there's probably more but uh that is a lot in fairness that is a that is a good few let me go over here as i smack my elbow off the table t- <laughs> to twitter for some questions um, Kieran Stapleton, is now the time for Aldo to move to 155 and pursue some of the fights we've craved for six, seven, eight years. Uh, Pedis, Diaz, Habib, sure, I I would love to see him. You know, like you know, the the Paria fight would be would be fantastic. The Pedis fight would be fantastic. I'd love to see him fight Edson and I'd love to see him fight. Habib, if he, if he won a couple of fights there. Nick, or Nate Diaz, even. I'd love to see him fight Nate Diaz. Barboza, I'd love to see him fight Barbosa. I, did I say Ferguson? For, I'd love to see him fight. I'd love to see him fight all of those lads. Just, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, Jose Aldo, like, he needs that new lease of life. He really, really does need it. You know, he could be fighting lads at level at lightweight and making, well, not maybe not making more money, but making bigger inroads. You know, if, if he beat the number five or six guy in lightweight, he's gonna he's probably fighting for a title shot, because that's more of a name guy than Mykana, Mykana's a very good fighter as well, but Aldo's a fantastic fighter, I think he could do very well at lightweight, he's done well at lightweight before, you know, he fought at lightweight years and years ago, so I think he could do well, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a big move for him, uh, at underscore STD underscore, yo, I'm marking out for Elias Teodoro versus Derry Brunson, are you really? Uh, holy shit, what a fight, it's, look, that's a fight, I, I know it's a bit sarcastic there, but that that's a fight that i think could actually be like a, a very very tough hard no nonsense battle. Like that's a that's gonna be a you know, a hellish sort of fight, which I'm perversely kinda looking forward to. It won't be the most exciting fight in the world or anything like that. But it's two lads who push forward, go for takedowns. Well maybe not the Elias Theodore pushing forward so much, but he's a he's good counter striker. Maybe not the biggest hitter in the world. But once he gets you on the floor, he's very difficult to deal with. We you know, we talked about Derek Brunson a few times on the on the podcast this week, how difficult he is for guys pushing forward and making it a pain—just a pain in the ass—to fight a lot of lads. So you know that's probably not the best fight in the world, but it—it's—it's uh, it's one that is pretty intriguing. And if you're, uh, you know, if you like three rounds, probably split decisions. <laughs> that's that's the fight for you. Ah, Paul Brown over on Facebook, Damian Maya versus Michael kesa good shout. Yeah, that fight actually makes. Makes a good bit of sense uh, right now. Damian Maya obviously uh, got the got a good win at, at the weekend over uh, over Lyman Good, and you know we talked about it last week on the podcast that maybe it was his time. Maybe Damian Maya wasn't what he he used to be anymore, and maybe he wouldn't be getting you know, he wouldn't be getting those those big fights anymore, he wouldn't be, you know, staying around that top level anymore, you know, Mike, Michael Kies obviously beat uh, Carlos Condit back in December, so the timing is pretty good for that, whether they're a month apart or something like that, just just over it, or two months apart even, so yeah, maybe maybe they could, you know, Maya didn't take much damage last night, I'm sure he'd be very willing to come back uh, pretty pretty fast, so uh, yeah, makes, makes sense to me. Uh, Donald Kelly, um, who would you have Johnny Walker fight next? I think we answered this in the podcast, but Jimmy Manoa, that Jimmy Manoa fight just, to me, makes loads of sense, doesn't it? You know, Jimmy Manoel is a, a very good fighter, but, you know, Johnny Walker's a very good fighter as well. Two lads that hit very hard. Jimmy Manoa is, is defensively a bit a bit shaky and, and takes shots and, and goes down when he takes them. And light heavyweight you're going to when you take big shots like that. But it's it, I think Jimmy Manoa will be a good progression because um, Walker really hasn't faced anyone of his ability level yet and if he can go in there and beat Manoa he's readied in for another step up you know he's readied in for a, an old Zemir or a, a Glover to share or someone like that uh, so I think that fight makes you know makes a lot of sense maybe and it keeps a cry of, maybe a shogun or someone like that but uh, I like the Manoa fight I think that fight makes uh makes a lot of sense all right the five or six here over on Instagram and I'll get to them uh last of all here uh where does maya go from here from sean over on Instagram uh yeah the kiesa fight makes a lot of sense Paul Brown um talked about that i i think that makes you know a whole lot of sense um yeah so you know with damian maya there's there are lots of lads he has fought and lo- lots of lads he's beaten lots of lads that have beaten him there as well but i think maya's gatekeeper's the wrong word but I suppose it is the right word as well. <laughs> you know, he can be a gatekeeper to those lads. You know, com- not just lads coming through, but lads coming through trying to get to a title shot. Like, Michael yes isn't a guy just coming through now, but if he wants to climb the the welterweight ranks after moving up from lightweight, Damien Mize is the sort of lad he'll have to get past. So, yeah, that, that fight makes, makes a lot of sense uh, there. Uh, from Ground and Pound... I can't see the whole name, but something like that. Uh, should we care about Jones's constant failed tests? Uh, and he asks as well, what would be the best outcome from the belt oppressor? Um Jones says, should we care? We, we probably should care about his failed tests, but the constant failed tests, probably not, because this is just what we have. You know, we talked about it on the podcast a bit. This is the situation we're in now, and this is the situation John Jones is in, this is situation USADA and Nevada and California have all agreed on. So should we care about that constantly? No, we probably shouldn't. We, we should probably just let it go at this stage. We talked about it. Things are not changing. Things um, are not being looked into more by the looks of it. You know, you, you can't do more scientific tests. Uh, about oral terrain because it's illegal there's nobody going to do those tests we have that one test and it looks like that's what we're going to use and we're going to use the m3 metabolite and we're going to say once as long as john jones has only a small amount of picograms any system of the oral terrain we're going to let him off so we we shouldn't we shouldn't care and what would be the best outcome from the bellator press conference um look the best outcome would be a tv deal it's where we can watch all Bellator fights, that would be the best outcome, anything else is not a good outcome, let's be honest, okay, maybe, you know, a TV deal where we can watch all the UK fights, and then a YouTube stream where we can watch all of the American fights, or the Canadian fights, or whatever, that'd be absolutely perfect, 100%, that'd be perfect, anything other than that is is just, is just not uh, good enough, a couple here from Oshin uh, where does this London card rank amongst ones in recent years? Yeah, it has to be one of the best, doesn't it? It's a really, really good card. Um, Darren Till uh, headlining against Hotheim Masvidal. We have Gunnar Nelson against Leon Edwards, which is a really good fight. One which I'm really looking forward to. Um, Marcia Casey as well against Joseph Duffy. Fantastic fight. We'll probably talk about that in the podcast there next week. That kind of uh, just uh, it just came up on my phone there yesterday. So uh, and I, we forgot to talk about it. So we'll discuss that one next week. But that's a very, very good fight. I think Jay Casey is a guy who hits very hard. He's had maybe problems with lads taking him down or hitting him with those low low leg kicks. I don't think Joseph Duffy will be taking him down, so it'll be a good stand up fight, Two Good boxers, two Very good athletes. So, really, really looking forward uh, to that one. Uh, and then, can Robert Whitaker have a long reign? As champion. Yeah I think he probably can. The only thing that might derail Robert Whitaker, Well obviously. Apart from Kelvin Gastelum. In a very good fight this weekend. We talked about that a lot. And uh, I'll have the, the rewatch as well. Coming up this weekend. Uh, it'll be Jack Ray. Against, uh, against Robert Whitaker, So look out for that. On on, uh, on Wednesday. Or Thursday even. I'll Look out for that on that weekend. Um, injuries. Injuries could be a big big. Uh, you know, millstone for, for Robert Whittaker, they could stop him from getting to be one of the best fighters in the world, and he's already one of the best fighters in the world, but you have to kind of prove that by constant wins, and good wins, and there's lots of guys there at middleweight for him to beat, and for him to, you know, to get over, and he could, could drop down to welterweight again if he wanted to be a champ champ, or if, if uh, Woodley came up, you know, there's a, a prospect of a, a super fight there as well, so he could, he could have that behind him, so, um, yeah, he, I think he could have a long reign, but injuries could be could be the, the biggest uh, part there. Um, And that's it. That's all the questions. Um, Thanks to everyone who sent them in. Feel free to send them in as well next week. Severe MMA Podcast over on Instagram, uh, at Severe MMA Pod on Twitter and Patreon, of course. If you're not signed up there, please sign up. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Severe MMA Podcast or just go Severe MMA Podcast forward slash points. P-I-N-T-S. You can get it for the price of a pint a month. There's like, how many podcasts a month? Probably between 12 and 20 or something like that. Usually around usually around 15 to 20 every month. Uh, so we try to keep them going as much as we can. We had a breaking news podcast last week with the McGregor and Habib situation in the Nevada State Athletic Commission. We have a rewatch and a Q&A every week of we early access to the main podcast and everything like that. For all the people already signed up, thank you very much. And thank you to everyone for listening. We'll see you all next week. Good luck.